Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Becky Campos with Becoming a Critical Health Thinker. And you're listening to Episode 51, Happy New Year from a Critical Health Thinker. Well, can you believe it? Today is New Year's Day 2024, and I really just can't believe it. 2023 has just flown by. And so today I have John joining me on the podcast, and that's always a very good thing. It is really a treat to have him, and I'm so thankful that and appreciate that he makes the time whenever I ask him and invite him on the podcast. Thanks for joining me, John. Well, thank you, Becky, for having me on your podcast. It's my pleasure, and uh, Happy New Year to everybody out there. Can you believe today's the first day of 2024? No, I can't. I cannot believe this is the first day of 2024. Uh, 2023 just flew by and here 2024 is upon us and our that first day of 2024 is almost over yeah you're right we're just sitting here uh at my little desk and we are thinking about um 2024 and what we want to do what we want to accomplish and we thought that the new year is one of the best opportunities to encourage our listeners with three of our favorite critical health thinking principles and uh, I think that uh, the new year helps us regroup after the year has passed by for sure. Right, Becky, I think that's, that's uh, true as well. Um, that's really about life in general. Uh, the new year is all about renewal. It's about restoration. It's about reflection. It's about looking back at the year and engaging in self-examination. It's about what we could do better and looking forward, preparing for the new year, 2024. We don't just want to wing it, right? That's right. one of our things, sayings that we don't want to wing life. We don't want to waste our days. We don't want to waste our life or 2024. And we certainly don't want to wing our way through our health and wellness because when we have our health and wellness, then we can accomplish a whole lot more and uh, that's important to us. I completely agree with you, Becky. Uh, we do not want to wing things and uh, waste uh, our time as well. So we're going to cover three principles that remain some of the most powerful things you do when it comes to becoming a critical health thinker and mastering lifestyle medicine. Well, the first critical health thinking principle is something that has to be in place in order to master lifestyle medicine. It's been in place in my life and in your life for the past 23 years uh, when it comes to uh, the subject of health and wellness. And this principle really gets overlooked. Pretty much all three of these get overlooked. Uh, I, I know we did, we overlooked them. It's not that we hadn't thought about them in a different sense in other parts of our lives, but when it came to our health and wellness and taking care of ourselves, this wasn't on the radar, uh, radar at all. And so the first principle is the principle of increasing your health intelligence and accruing knowledge and, uh, and your health intelligence is grounded in the love of knowledge. It's very difficult to, don't you think, to uh, accrue knowledge, acquire knowledge, 
without the love of knowledge. I think it becomes a burden if if you have to know something, like in sense of caring for yourself, reclaiming your health, or for the prevention of disease, uh, then trying to master those things without increasing your knowledge and uh, on the subject of health and wellness, and then not loving it, then it becomes a burden. So this takes time, finances, credible sources. This truly was 80% of the work it took for me to reclaim my health, and no one else could do it for me. I mean, no one. As much as you loved me, as much as you cared, and all of your support and love and joining me, it really came down to no one else can do this for me, not the doctor, not the nurse, it's not the technician, it's not our family, not yourself. And, uh, and I quickly started to see that the only person that could increase this knowledge uh, was really came down to myself. It was amazing to me, Becky, that the greatest revelation we had in your journey to reclaiming your health is that you did not have a cancer problem. You had a knowledge problem. And that becoming a critical health thinker is all about studying the answer, not the problem. That's so good, John. That's exactly what happened. And although there is a certain amount of understanding one must have about the diagnosis and the problem, focusing on the answer rather than the problem is the work I do in becoming a critical health thinker. Increasing our health intelligence is the first and most important critical health thinking principle you can do in getting started on your journey to becoming a critical health thinker and or in mastering lifestyle medicine and the 12 laws of simple health. Well, Becky, I remember when you first got started in this work and virtually every week you were ordering and reading and studying articles, watching videos, reading books, and paying attention to details of all sorts. And I was passing them on to you, and as I made my way through countless of resources, I not only gained the necessary knowledge and understanding on how to reclaim my health, but I also gained confidence in the knowledge I was accruing and in lifestyle medicine. Increasing your health intelligence is 80% of the work, really. Now, the second most important critical health thinking principle uh, for the new year, John, is one that is often overlooked, and we've talked a lot about this, and that is the principle of taking this life-changing and life-saving knowledge that you're acquiring seriously. You're absolutely right, Becky, and one of the signs of taking the knowledge you have gained seriously shows in your consistency or your inconsistency. I think so. I think that uh, reaching out for information is definitely distinct from reaching out for knowledge. I mean, I, as you know, 23 years, I have received a lot of requests for information, but it's been my experience that someone who recognizes my knowledge on cancer initiation, promotion, progression, lifestyle medicine, and becoming a critical health thinker, or um, the acknowledgement of some other um, work out there, uh, then that is the person most likely that is going to take this life 
saving information seriously. Information is most likely like a list of things to do where, um, like I said, I receive a, a lot of requests and I send a lot of information out on email, but it's that person that calls me and that hounds me, you know, for the knowledge and says, do you have more? What else do you think I should be doing? Can I, you know, what books do you think I should uh, read? And they, they take all of the information I'm giving out and it turns into knowledge instead of just this information. And knowledge is more about increasing not only their health intelligence, but increasing their understanding and application of the knowledge that they are gaining. And that's what this podcast is all about. Passing on the knowledge I acquired throughout these last 23 years and sharing it with others. And hopefully, you know, I make a lot of information also uh, known about other health experts um, that are far greater in their understanding than I could ever be. And then um, pointing that out and sharing those uh, health experts on the podcast. Taking this life-saving, life-changing work seriously requires one thing, a love for knowledge. If you don't have that love for knowledge and that's missing, it's going to be a burden. You're absolutely right, Becky. When you said 23 years, um, that is a long time. And I think that when people think about that, that you're just not uh, sharing something you learned uh, the last couple of weeks, you're talking about knowledge gained in the last 23 years. And I hope people really, really look hard at that. Uh, one way to know whether you're taking this work seriously is by measuring whether you, or not you are making progress. Or is this work a burden to you? Mm-hmm. Or are you exiting the work and having to restart again? Those are really good questions, I think. Um... I have seen you, John, make unbelievable progress in your own right and uh, over the last 23 years. And you continue, as I learn new things, I share them with you, or I'm reading this book or reading that book, or I'm watching this video, uh, and, or I'll share with you, you know, the burdens that we, um, that people share with us, that we pray for those who call on us. And, and we pray that, the knowledge that we're passing on, that they will take it seriously and make it their own. I think that's that that's the sign of good mentorship, I think, is that at some point, the person must be on their own. I, I think about my sister, my sister Betty, you know, she's really, yes. first mm-hmm. it was you, and then she's really the second person that took this information seriously and has not just applied it, but made it her own in her own right. I mean, you know, I hope to interview her sometime and get her on the podcast, but that's that's kind of been something, you know, she, she's quiet about. But boy, I tell you, her story of taking it, making it her own, and um, seeing her progress uh, all these years, 23 years, so that she does the work where she is at, at home, back in, in Texas, in El Paso, and, and she passes it on to others and she doesn't need me like she did in the beginning. That's a sign of mentorship, is when someone takes a knowledge and and runs with it, makes it their own, passes it on, 
and um, it becomes a part of their lives. And so I've seen that in you and I've seen that in my sister Betty. And I've seen it as well. I think uh, Betty has taken that and she has made it her own. She's made it work for her uh, lifestyle, her work schedule, and and it has made it work for herself. And I, I applaud her for that. And I think if Betty can do it, uh, I think uh, anybody can do it. So I, I'm thinking about the third principle, and it's the principle of being teachable. I like the way these three principles go together. I do like the way they go together because you think about increasing, you know, I can't imagine increasing our health intelligence and taking the knowledge we're talking about uh, and seriously without being teachable. Being teachable requires a lot of things. Yes, it does. It, uh, it requires humility and accepting that you need to be taught and recognizing you are pressed to your limits in any area of life that you might need further teaching and mentoring is a good thing. I want to say that there are countless of health and wellness experts here at our reach today because we don't want to um, give the impression that the podcast, Becoming a Critical Health Thinker, is the only thing that we want to pass on. We pass on all kinds of um, health and wellness experts on the on the podcast and uh, on social media, books, videos, Zoom, Nature Pass, and, and we don't forget friends and family who often know of resources that they themselves are studying or have studied. Um, All of that is a community of information that turns to knowledge that then becomes yours. And, um, but all of these resources that I, you know, that that I make available on the podcast or or, um, have critiqued and named them and passed them on, they are only as good as you are teachable. Becoming a critical health thinker is only as good as you are teachable. And I really had to start from ground zero in becoming a critical health thinker. You started at ground zero along with me and, uh, you know, the first two resources, Fit for Life, A New Beginning, which was actually um, shared, my brother shared it with me at a very, very painful time in my life. And I took it seriously. When my brother David called and said, hey, listen, before you do any more um, conventional treatments, because things were pretty, pretty, uh, I mean, a year to live. At the end of the year, you're going to die. And he said, hey, listen, would you consider reading this book? And it was my brother David who introduced me to Fit for Life, A New Beginning. And, um, you know, I took him seriously. He's my brother. Uh, he cares for me, loves, loves me, and therefore I said, okay, let me read this book and then, you know, table other stuff to see what, what else there is out there by Harvey Diamond. And then Cancer Doesn't Scare Me Anymore by Dr. Lorraine Day. And these resources showed me and showed you what, John, what did it show us? It, how little we knew about caring for our human design. <laughs> yeah, we were... We were stunned, right? We were stunned by the amount of things we did not know. Right. I've never, I I never, um, I mean, to me, this is as though it happened yesterday because I've kept it 
at the forefront of my mind and my heart and our lives. I've never lost the passion for it. I will not lose the passion for it. Acquiring this knowledge took a lot of work and, um, you know, to praise of God's glory. Amen. I agree, Becky. So I'm never amazed at how when you humble yourself and you have a teachable spirit that God uses ordinary means to accomplish his work in a person's life. And what we mean by ordinary means is exactly what everything Becky's been covering about books, videos, social media, uh, all this information out there that a person can use. And uh, we've seen this over and over again in our lives. And this also applies to all of life. When you are pressed to your limit, or press your limits, humbling yourself and being teachable leads to answers where otherwise it might not have been possible by not humbling yourself. So I think that when you're not teachable, we will, but sad but true, be prone to immaturity and being underdeveloped. And the new year is a perfect time to um, mature and develop in those areas where um, we're suffering in because we have not um, increased our knowledge and taken it seriously and um, also you know lacking in maybe being teachable and that was where we were at in in many in a it was a good thing I like to say we were in I was in the worst shape of my life but I was in the best um, shape mentally to receive you know, correction and uh, instruction in all things life, literally. I mean, we, we talk a lot about the health and wellness part of it, but really it was a spiritual journey and uh, that we benefited. We had to go through this time for us to grow and develop and see our immaturity in many ways when it came to caring for ourselves, but also the Lord set us up for greater knowledge on and you know we'll probably be sharing that far into the podcast on uh, spiritual fortitude because we've both talked about how this is not health and wellness is the ordinary means that God has given us to share um, knowing him and making him known and so to take the knowledge we have acquired seriously and then to enter into the new year with a teachable spirit, that is a very good thing. Together, their synergy will assist you in mastering becoming a critical health thinker and lifestyle medicine. Well, Becky, uh, it's our hope that these three critical health thinking principles will encourage our listeners to continue to listen or to find other credible health and wellness resources that will assist them in mastering and becoming a critical health thinker. And we want to wish everyone a very happy new year, a very happy new year 2024, and wish you all that is good. We wish everybody a happy new year, Becky, and it's been a pleasure on being part of your podcast. Happy new year, John. Happy new year, Becky. May God grant us more opportunities to share this life-saving, life-changing information in 2024. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye.